This is Bridging the Gap with Love, Episode 19, Jessica's Story, Part 2. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about our own stories and experiences with adoption, while hoping to provide education and support for birth moms, potential birth moms, and anyone with a connection to adoption. Hello, welcome back, listeners. Today, we are coming to you from a new space that we are recording in. It's kind of exciting for us. It doesn't look super glamorous yet, but in my downstairs basement, we have this shelter. (laughs) You know, living in Missouri, I've learned that you need a shelter from the tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And we it was kind of this catch-all place after we moved here. And now it is... um, we organized it, some of it. We got rid of a bunch of stuff that hadn't been gone through yet. And now we have a new recording space. And I'm really excited about it. And I got to show Jessica it yesterday. Yeah, we were over here celebrating Labor Day, all the laborers. We don't, we don't, we're not quite sure about that. Maybe we should look it up because we might sound really ignorant. That's right. Well, no, we love the laborers. We are among them, yes. for sure. Especially yesterday when our kids yes. are off school. Yes. And we ate a cookie cake with the American flag on it. Sure. And just America. celebrated. America. <laughs> and at a certain point, Heidi's like, hey, I need to show you something. And she walked me downstairs and opened up this room to like a storage room, shelter. There's some salmon shelves in here. <laughs> Great. But you should see it. There's this whiteboard and it has our podcast information on it and our, our same like folding table mm-hmm. with our chairs. And she walked me into this space and said that she and Jared had created this for us. And I almost started crying. I was so touched. <laughs> I know. It's a, We're excited. We, we get to be out of the clawfish. Right. I mean, I like the word clawfish, but we're going to go organize it after we record this. So Jessica's giddy. I'm with- so excited. Let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the purpose of today, I know we said it was Jessica's story part two, but something special happened after we hit stop last week when we were talking to Jessica and we just continued this conversation over Zoom and we were just kind of chatting about being birth moms and the feelings and everything that goes into it. And at one point, we, if any of you have been on a Zoom call before that's recorded, the lady comes on and is like, this is now being recorded or something like that. And we just busted up laughing because Jessica Johns felt that it was really important that what we were talking about be recorded because it was not as formal. It was more just, just us having a conversation. And it ended up being a really it was a really great conversation that we had. And so I'm really glad that she hit record. So we wanted to share with you that last part of the recording. Uh, But before I do that, I just wanted to ask you, Jessica, what was it like to be able to listen to Jessica tell of, you know, some of her side of it? I know that again, that it was, there were more formal questions and I'm hoping that someday we'll be able to have her on again to just be able to talk more in depth. But what was that like for you? So it was really fun to see Jessica on the other end of the Zoom call. Um, She was like in her in her bedroom. Her kids were like banging down the wall. Um, We couldn't hear that through the headset. But I mean, honestly, as Jessica was talking, I was learning more about her and about her true like feelings. Uh, I learned that this adoption, especially open adoption, has been harder for her than I realized And that was hard to hear, but I was also just, I felt super grateful and super proud of us 
and especially proud of Jessica for being willing to be vulnerable and honest and open with me because there's this tendency among birth mothers and adoptive moms, I think, to kind of tiptoe around each other's feelings where we love each other so much, which is amazing. But sometimes what that means is that we're trying to protect each other from our true feelings. And I really see a lot of growth in our relationship because Jessica was willing to share things that were possibly a little bit hard for me to hear. Um, I didn't know that she had ever considered closing our adoption. So there were things that I learned about her and her experience. And I was just so grateful to be on the other side of that call and to be a witness to Jessica just opening her heart and sharing her birth mother heart and how much pain and loss she sometimes feels and being willing to talk about that even with me and and with Heidi who who gets it. I know I said this a couple of times, but I felt super lucky to get to sit there and listen to her and to listen to you and to just be a witness of the beautiful relationship that you have. It was pretty special. So in in this recording, you will hear us kind of talk about how we hold space for grief and sadness, but also like happiness and gratitude. And Jessica talks about that, about um, how she's able to sometimes deal with that as, as she sits in a place of gratitude and tries to make that her main focus. And it was just really neat to be able to continue to talk about all of these things. And please enjoy the rest of this recording. Sorry, I can't be sneaky about it. But I think, I don't know, I, I actually kind of think this is a good conversation to have because, like, I can see that pain in Jessica's eyes. And I, I saw it in California, like, when when we came to see you. And I don't know, I just, I don't know how to hold, I don't know how you would hold place for both those feelings of, like, extreme, like, love and gratitude and also just, like, having this piece of you, like this loss or this pain or sadness. I don't know. I, I kind of would like you guys to talk a little bit more about what that feels like, Jess. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. You have to keep asking more, like the question more. I can't. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Like, what is it like for you to, to, what was it like for you to see him in person? Like, what is it like for you to get pictures of him? Like, I'm just interested in like all the feelings that you have. Yeah. And I think it's super back and forth still, even with pictures, but the pictures make my day and please don't ever stop them because even though it hurts, it's not about me. And I put, try to put that pain away and it, I get so grateful that I get pictures because imagine not getting pictures that would just be so hard wondering what he looks like, what he's doing, where is he? Stuff like that. I I couldn't imagine having to go through that. I really couldn't. Um, yeah, I, I think that the more I stay in gratitude through the hard parts and remind myself, stay grateful, stay grateful. You are super blessed with your adoption. You are super, you have an amazing adoption story. It helps get through those parts a little bit faster and easier, those hard parts. But yeah, California was really hard. Um, it was awkward. It was amazing. I am it was a huge step in our adoption. And I think we went like two years without seeing each other. And we were seeing each other like all the time before that. 
So I think I kind of got used to just having the relationship over the phone. And as soon as you see them in person, you like, don't know what to do. Do I give him a hug? Do I say hi? Do I, do I help him put on his shoe when he needs help? Do I say, "Gus, your mom? You know what I mean? Like you, it's hard. That was my first time after two years seeing him as like an actual child, not a baby, you know, someone who is, has a personality and can talk and stuff. So it was, it was, it was confusing. So I did kind of, I felt myself, I did kind of back up a little bit and kind of let the boys just build that relationship because I wasn't prepared for what, how I was going to feel. And I hope next time we can, I can start building that relationship with him eventually. Yeah. I think as time goes on, you will find that, that it'll be easier to, you know, build that with him. And especially the older he gets and the more he understands, because I'm going to be honest, the awkwardness probably won't stop for a little really? while because yeah. I mean, it will in some aspects and then other aspects it won't because you're dealing with a growing child who is still has to process on their own. Like yeah. you said, it's hard for the adoptee also. And sometimes we forget about that piece. Like sometimes we forget about, oh, but they went with this amazing couple and they have this family and everything should be happy for them. Right. But we forget that there's probably a piece of grief for them also. And a lot of these confusing things. And so now they're trying to decide like, but they're both my moms and like, how do I navigate this? And, you know, I don't know if boys, this will be interesting to kind of see how this pans out. I don't know if boys are as sensitive to it as girls as far as like not wanting to hurt their mom's feelings, like their birth mom or their adopted mom's feelings. And so that'll be interesting to see. But I think that, you know, time helps with that awkwardness. And I love that you guys are just able to say like, it was awkward, but you know, like let's move on from it. And I also like that, not like, but I, I understand you saying like, you weren't ready to process it, how you processed it like that. You're right, because sometimes when you're in that situation, like you can think you're going to prepare for it. And then there's your child standing right in front of you. And then there's their mom standing right in front of you. And but then you're the birth mom and you're like, it's hard to like figure out how to navigate the whole thing. And then you get all these feelings that you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't really prepared for all those feelings, but they're coming on. And it, so it's a, it's interesting dynamic, but it's it will be really cool to see just how it evolves. And I love that, that Bradley has his brothers to be able to build that relationship with too, because that kind of takes the pressure off, right? It's not just you and Jessica and Bradley. It's like Bradley gets to go have fun. And then you get to just enjoy that relationship, watching that unfold. Exactly. And it was so much fun just watching them play. It was so fun. Yeah. I recently said that somewhere in the podcast, but that was just the best thing seeing our boys together. Bradley and Maddox together. And I don't know, like I know Bradley misses him. And I felt guilty, you know, taking Bradley away from that and from the opportunity to have a brother. And I know that's been hard for Maddox too. Um, 
So that was just the best surprise of that whole visit. And it, it was Jessica's right. Like it was, it was a little awkward at times. And I was, I mean, we enjoyed it and we, we spent time together and we got to watch our boys play together. And, and especially after the first day, like, you know, I, I felt like things, you know, I don't know, the shock wore off or something and, and we were able to be present and enjoy that time together. But we waited a couple of weeks to have a phone conversation about it and to hear how we each felt and thought about it, which I honestly thought was really like pretty wise because I think we both needed some time, especially Jessica, after seeing Bradley after so long. Um, I also just felt like just super proud of us that we both made that a priority to get together and just really grateful that Bradley and Maddox and Damon are going to have those memories and those pictures to look back on and, you know, everything that we get to build from here on out. I'm just really excited about. Yeah. I think Jessica, you've said this a couple of times that relationships worth fighting for include those awkward, hard moments. Right. And like building upon that and you're better for it your guys's relationship is better for it and it will only continue to get better. And that makes me really excited for you guys and your relationship. One other thing I was thinking is just like, and I don't feel like my grief and loss is at all comparable to the loss and grief that a birth mom feels. So I just want you to know, I'm not, I don't think it's equal or the same because you literally had to physically place a baby in somebody else's arms and somebody else's family and then watch that baby, you know, grow into a person and be raised by another couple. But I do think it's so interesting that one thing that sort of like, besides just this baby that brings all these families together, you know, an adoptive family, a birth family and a baby. Another thing that really binds us all together is that we do have grief. Like we have loss and, you know, Jared and I's loss of not being able to like have biological children and having that like ability and control taken from us is, is not the same as the loss and the sacrifice and the grief, the ongoing grief that you must feel like watching your child that you brought into this world being raised by someone else and feeling like a piece of you that you're missing a part of you and a part of your family and that you're missing out on all of that. And then again, to think about the adoptee and the child who is the reason that we all come together and the grief and loss that they will eventually have to process. Um, I don't know, these relationships that we have as birth moms and adoptive moms and birth families and adoptive parents, I think ultimately will hopefully help our children process their own grief and loss in a healthier way because they're going to, you know, Bradley's going to be able to reach out to you, Jessica. Alex is going to be able to reach out to you, um, Heidi. And we have these relationships that are going to allow for them to hopefully, I mean, we, we're kind of showing them the example, especially you two. You're showing them the way of this is how I hold space for 
just like significant loss and sadness, but also just like so much gratitude and love and beauty of these relationships and these families that we've created. So I don't know, they're going to have those examples to hold on to as they process their own grief and loss. So I don't know, that's an interesting thing that kind of connects everybody in the adoption triad is some element of grief. Sucks. Yep. Yeah, I think that's why it's so hard because there is this deep sadness and grief, but also the gratitude and the sometimes happy. And it's really hard to explain how those things can be all at the same time, but it can. And sometimes I feel like I don't have to explain it to anybody because I know, like I get it. But then also, you know, people want to know and they ask questions. And so sometimes they'll just say, I don't know how to explain it. It's really hard, but it's also really beautiful. And I just think that's what adoption is. It's hard and beautiful, confusing. But like Jessica said, the the happiness and the gratitude 100% outweighs the hard times. Right? Yeah. So I I just wanted to tell you again, Jessica, that I think that you are so strong and it was an honor of being able to listen to your story. Thanks again for sharing that with us. Thank you very much. Do you have an adoption story to share? Email us at bridgingthegapwithlove22 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and potentially have you as a guest on our podcast.